The boys are back in town. Episode 202. Been a while. Coming back at you, all three of us. Hasn't been a lot to talk about. We still don't have a whole lot of sports shit to talk about today. But coming at you with a C-themed episode. C-themed. But what I was going to say is like we are going to get back to our regularly tuned programming we're talking today. We think the only other week we might take off the rest of the year will be 4th of July and maybe one other week this summer. But anyway, we're back on a more regular schedule coming through, coming in your ears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you know what else too, boys? You know what else too? Uh, a couple months from now, you might be able to do some live, so, some, some in-person shows. Your boy is yeah, quite literally, you said the boys are back in town. No, the boys are back in town. Ethan, alluding to coming back to St. Louis. Round of applause. Yeah, yeah. Officially. officially. Is that a jewel? Are you jeweling? Hey, th- we, no, I'm not. But we don't got to talk about what it is. Oh, <laughs> jewel. It's a jewel <laughs> with different things inside. Nah, pod. Ran out, though, unfortunately. <laughs> He's fucking yeah, crap type. Um,. <laughs> But yeah, so exciting shit to come. Uh, what's not exciting for the people on board is the Ocean Gate submersible that is going on. That's the name of the company. It's no, but it's Ocean funny Gate. that you said for the people on board. What's not exciting what's not for the exciting. people on board. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're just sitting in a dark space uh, just waiting to be found. So this is we thought this would be kind of fun to talk about uh, kind of crazy stuff. But I guess they left Sunday morning, um, set out to go view the Titanic in a tiny little pod that is controlled by a $30 knockoff Xbox controller. With with the 3D printed analog sticks that I stick up this high. You tell me. Their shit. What's crazy to me is the submarine is just like made from random shit. Like they pulled like pieces of it from like a, a scrap yard. They got some stuff from like campers, whatever it's called. Like from the Titanic. Direct. <laughs> Here's my thing. So you know what's unsinkable. Bro, yeah. Bro. If you like I can go on YouTube right now and watch a YouTube video of a Titanic exploration. Like, what are you gonna be able to see through a little tiny ass fucking window mm-hmm. in a submarine that I can't hey, let see? Me on see. Hey, let me see. Yeah, you guys breathing on top of each other. You're gonna get maybe an eyeball and look at some algae outside of a hundred year old wood. You know, ship. you know, you want to know what it is? Wood. It's looking out it's the fucking wood. Illinois side of the arch at night. That's what it's looking exactly. At. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking ludicrous. I saw. I was so. First of all, a couple of funny Missouri themed or a Missouri themed joke about this. Letter just saw it. You guys, everyone here's been to Branson. There's a picture of the Titanic in Branson. It said, these motherfuckers want an excursion. The Titanic's in Branson, Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, for real, these guys paid $200,000 to $250,000 a piece to to go down. They're not even seats. They're sitting, if you've seen the inside of it, it's like, they compare it to like the inside of a minivan, but it looks a little bit smaller than that to me. Uh, No seats, one porthole. Like we're I don't know where you're shitting or pissing right now, I guess on top of each other. Um but it's gotta be terrifying. All right. 
I mean, absolutely horrifying. First of all, I think at some point, after being in the darkness for so long, you do you start to lose your vision. Like I think you do go blind at a certain point in time for being in the complete darkness. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing. So the second thing is at least one or two people have already died from either a heart attack or hyperventilation or something. And they're just assuming that so it's like they're like Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Like that's a cutoff. We got to find them. That's assuming that everyone has handled their shit properly and not fucking panicked and used up all the oxygen in that thing. So if I'm a gambling man, which you all know they are, they're all they're already dead. Like, all right, like rest in peace, but they're already dead. Well, I'm sorry, but if I'm me killing everyone else, save oxygen for myself. (laughs) I don't think you'd be able to survive with all the dead bodies in there. Um Well, on top of that, that people don't think about is um, if they lost communication and like are clearly stranded down there, it probably means that either their engines died or something like that happened. And if that happened, it's real cold, 13,000 feet down. And if you don't have engines that are keeping that thing heated, they probably already froze to death. Like like that, that's, that's like, like hypothermia, either that or like, you got to think about the pressure that's down there too. They either probably already that so or it's, suffocated. Like it's it's. I don't think that the air is the issue. So. It's six yeah. six thousand psi, which enough to kill a human person is between seventy five and one fifteen. Yeah. So at that rate, I mean, you're just you'll be crumbled to pieces in seconds, not in a second. But so I heard like one of three things: either they got trapped like down below they had like a faulty engine or something, and they're just kind of drifting out and in no man's land in the ocean or they had like a breach leak and it imploded on itself on them. Yeah. But yeah. apparently late or yesterday they heard like banging noises. Banging noises, yeah. How the fuck do you not know where that's coming from if you have radar? How have you not found that? It's so it's sonar. It's not radar. It's just like it's Same sonar. Thing. But that's that could be a giant ass fucking shark bumping up against the Titanic. I mean I, I what like there's not I don't think there's there's like uh, ocean life that deep down. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying, like, how do you know it's coming from that from that thing? I guess tomorrow. Well, and when even it stops, also just that, like, too. So we always forget <laughs> how fucking vast the ocean is, and it's a twenty foot vessel. So even if they're getting these sounds, it's probably really hard to pinpoint. Like, I'm sure that there's like a a vicinity that they're in, but then you're you know you're going. 10 mile radius on the surface, but then you're also trying to go three miles down or whatever. Um, also, no. Yeah. Also my whole thing is like they're bolted shut in this thing. So even if they did somehow float to the surface, they can't fucking get out. Yeah. What a horrible design weird. flaw. Well, that's Who what happens thought? when you make submarines out of campers. So, so listen, but listen, like this wasn't their first X. Ex- so I saw a Facebook post of this guy. Oh, yeah, they've done several that went down there and like he had pictures. It, okay. I said, like I can see on YouTube, it looked kind of cool. Personally, me, I would never get in a tiny box and go down to the ocean. I have thassophilia, thassophobia, whatever, however the hell you say it. I'm terrified of deep water. I would never, ever do this in a million years. So I don't even one like of the guys, one of the guys <laughs> that got in it has also been to space. So, I mean, like, I guess you lived a pretty cool life, you know? So well, it's the same guy who's, Whose stepson went to the Blink One Eighty Two? Went to the Blink One Eighty. I was I was even ready to say that he did what? My he went to the Blink One Eighty Two concert today or last night or whatever, and he's like, my family yeah. would want me to be here. And his stepdad's on on the submarine. What are you gonna do? Sit at home? Are you gonna go help search for him? <laughs> like put on your fucking flippers and go out to the Atlantic? Like <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think I I'd want to go to a Blink One Eighty Two concert. Though. 
He's probably like, you. shit, I got this. <laughs> Where are you? Oh my god. <laughs> I had to. It was right that there. Amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, though. No, that's hilarious. I mean, it, it's not funny, but at the same time, it's like you kind of know your wrist when you're going down there. Um, yeah. Nope, none of us are making fun of the people, but you you know, like at this point, like you said, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's the risk you take. They basically had to sign a waiver to sign over their life. So now their family can't even sue this company because. Yeah. Also, I mean, too, people were like, oh, well, if they floated ashore and somehow got out, that's half the battle. Now you're stuck out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> which is my second deepest fear. Oh, my God. Yes. First one being down die. in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing, too. Like, in what. Ethan said the ocean's so vast. I mean, I think we've explored like what two percent of it or something like that. That's it. Like a very, very minimal amount. Yeah, we've explored like two percent of it. So we don't know what could be. I think we need to uh, focus more on our own planet instead of going to space. How do we know so much more about space if we can't go a mile down in the ocean? It's this is true. There might be a whole civilization down there. Talking like (laughs) Theo Dude. Yeah, Aquaman, Aquarius. Uh, I had had this dude in high school one time. He used to <laughs> dive down so deep for for apples in our pond, and we'll just bring him up. And we just we we make a pie out of him. You know, we, we call him uh, apple, apple picker man. And I, I mean, basically, that's like diving in the ocean out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, one one other thing I'll say about it, I kind of lost my train of thought on it, but I completely lost my train of thought on it. Don't know. That's Back okay. to you guys. Um, yeah. Apparently there was an employee that got fired a couple of years ago because he pointed out a flaw or like a design flaw. And now it's looking like it's like Ocean Gate and the name of the thing is Titan. Oh, oh, uh, just doesn't. One thing add up. We've had two things like I'm sure, t- but like we've had we had that MH370 plan that just fucking disappeared off the off the face of the earth. And now we have this submarine that we'll probably never find. Like, how often do people get to talk about things in their lifetime? They're like, "Hey, I had I, I know of a plane in the submarine that just fucking disappeared, never <laughs> never to be found again." I don't understand how it just disappears. Yeah, well, Amelia Earhart didn't know either, but <laughs> she might be down there with him. So it's got float. I don't think it's gonna float up. I mean, Especially if, if it got breached and imploded. Well, I was going to say, if something happened, there, there's a good <coughs> chance that it's filled with water and it's just, it's either broken apart or it's sitting at the bottom of the ocean completely. Separate. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if, if it didn't breach, though, wouldn't it naturally just float to the surface? Like, that's what those things are meant to do. They're supposed to be buoyant. Pro- I mean, probably. It just depends on, ex- like, exactly what malfunctioned, right? So that's what I'm saying. Because the only way they're going down is because you have a motor that's propelling them down. And well, I guess they're going to have to create another one to go take tours and go see it. I think that company's going to go bankrupt. They had stocks, but but they're pretty high right now. To be fair, if they ever make a game about this, at least the controls will already be set. (laughs) It's already programmed for Xbox, so nice and easy. Yep. Right, Trigger's uh, submerged. Uh, So can we... What do we think? Do we think that they are alive or do you think they're not going to ever be found? I mean, they might be found, but they're not alive at this moment. Yeah. They were probably dead 24 hours ago. 
Jarrett. My part. Oh yeah, they're they're we'll never know about it. We'll never this is the next MH370. We'll never hear we'll never find it. We'll never know. Especially if they imploded too. Like mm-hmm. I just it's sad. You're really gonna be looking for pieces at that point. Yeah. So I'm I'm on their website right now and they actually had so the I guess the plan the guy who did it last summer that I saw was like on a like a exploratory one, but they weren't actually offering this up to the public until summer 2023, which is now. Do they have and any they, openings? Well, they had 18 dives planned. I don't know how many they've done. Wow. Um, but yeah, so. We'll take a rain check on that, on mine. <laughs> I mean, what's so cool? I mean, like I used to like the Titanic and stuff like that, but I don't know, man. They have, they have different submarines too. Dude, this thing. My thing is like, what all can you see of it from the outside? Like, can, something you're gonna be able to drive inside of it. Yeah, I know. You, and if they did, that's that's another theory that I that I heard is like they did and they got caught on something. Like their wires got caught and they're stuck down there, and their communication fell off or whatever. Because the only because Carly told me the only communication they had was cell phones. Which is crazy. Like, how are you going to get not, They're not going to work. They're not going to work down there. <laughs> Don't think so. Shit, I can't even get service on the back road in Missouri. How are you going to get service down there? Yeah, so they say life. The life support on this particular one is ninety six hours for a five man crew. Yeah, that's what it was. They run out of oxygen in the morning. So when you're hearing this. Again, that was something that we, I was going to allude to at the top of the show before we started talking about this. We are the anti-news guys, so some breaking news will arise within the time that we are recording this, which is Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Central <laughs> and Thursday morning. So, yep. But either way, hope they're found not looking good. Yeah. I mean, and all the stuff they're claiming about on their website – the Titan is the only manned submersible to employ an integrated real-time health monitoring system, utilizing co-located acoustic sensors and strain gouges throughout the pressure boundary. The RTM system makes it impossible makes it possible to analyze the effects of changing pressure on the vessel as the submersible dives deeper and accurately assess the integrity of the structure. Hmm. Uh, cold takes uh, cold takes exposed right there. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, so it's uh, basically saying that it can't be breached or what? It's just saying like they have like this like a technology to kind of keep the monitoring levels so they can't like be eventually like crushed by the PSI levels. I don't know, but our all guesses is, is that it's done. I personally so here's my thing. If you guys even had the money, you had all the money in the world, you nope. you're you are you are yeah, I would never I already answer that question. I, I wouldn't Bro, even get on board. I wouldn't even you wouldn't, go to, you I couldn't even convince me to go a hundred feet down. Like Yeah, no. Sorry. Uh no, don't do that. Wouldn't go to space. I hate flying in an airplane, so I'm not even gonna breach the fucking atmosphere. Uh I don't care if it's coming straight back down or not. If, 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 I, if, I'm, if, if I'm rich to enjoy the ocean, I'm just going to hang out on a yacht. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, just be on the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my thing never is never leaving the ground. Yep. Well, that's my thing is if fucking they told us tomorrow, we got to wait a, a new planet with life and this one's about to <laughs> explode or what. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. 
Yeah, I'd take the two. Just let it happen. Like, I'm sorry, you ain't putting me on a ship to, to space. I will say, if I was, if you were, if you had like 10 years of life left, if they were like, you're going to die in 10 years, we got this new planet where we can, it's going to take a year and a half, but it's like the passengers type movie with Bradley Cooper. You wouldn't go, I'd go. It's not Bradley Cooper, it's uh, Chris Pratt, but yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt, that's who it is. Chris you wouldn't go. When they like put you under or whatever, what you're talking about, and then when you get yeah, there, yeah, ten like, years left to live, I'd go. Yeah, no, because then that shit that happened to Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence would happen to me, and I'd wake up and <laughs> be stuck by myself for nine <laughs> years on a ship. Free drinks, dude. I would sure. literally. Well, the thing is, is I'd probably like hyperventilate and die before I even got a chance to to you know make it there. I'd wake up and I'd look out the windows, and there'd be space, and I'd be like, cool. This is going to be fun. Dead. Yeah. Heart attack. Yep. Done. All right. Well, <sighs> with that being said, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, there are small bit of NFL before we dive into NFL here in a few weeks or a couple weeks. Uh, have, did you boys get the chance to see the Detroit Lions alternate helmet reveal video? I did not. I didn't see the video. No, I just saw the helmet. Did you see the helmet, Jarrett? I'm looking it up right now. It's got the God two stripes down the middle of it. Can't with this kid. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it now. Okay. Thoughts. Initial thoughts. I think it's absolutely uh, hideous. The lion looks like he is. It looks like it was drawn by a first grader. Yeah, that's my thing, too. And what I I'm get sure there's. I get the throwback, I think because that's like the throwback lion of like way back, and the stripes are like the Ford logo. So I'll like uh, tell you right now, the two stripes designed to celebrate the, the 90th season of the Lions. Oh, uh, never mind. The, cla- the classic logo, the, so the classic lion logo, pays tribute to the club's heritage. Um, it will only be worn with the team's all-great alternates. And the matte face mask face mask is in Lions Detroit gray, um, and it's symbolizing the future. It is a shell color never worn in the NFL, so this color has never been worn in the NFL ever. So not only that, the future with the logo of the past, great job. So yeah, not only that, yeah, this is horrendous. They're wearing a color that's not going to match the blue that is on their gray uniforms. Yeah, I think horrible. People were yes. like, oh, these are kind of cool. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts because I thought they looked god-awful. <laughs> well, First of all, the Lions, the Lions uniforms suck anyway. Always yeah, have, really. I was going to say, I love the color. Don't really love much else about it. Like, it's just, it, it, it's weird. The Lion does look cool. Like, I like I like the, the look of the Lion, but with everything else on it, like the lines in the background, um, just like the different colors of the lines, the fact if that you the were to ask all me, white, I'm like, you would ask me to draw that li- a lion with my <laughs> left hand. That's what you'd get. What's on the side of their helmet? I don't think it's I'm that not, bad, but see, I don't know. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I, I, still, I just don't. The overall I'm, design. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna show you guys something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, I didn't even what know you fun? could share your screen on this. This is incredible. Yeah. Rar. Rar. <laughs> That's not even what their actual helmet looked like, though, was it? No, but still, I mean, it was. It's still hilarious. 
I mean, that would have probably been better. Pretty awful. Pretty awful. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Since that took zero time at all. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of input. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's fair. It oh, this, so, 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 so one more, one more, one more, one more. I got I to gotta show you guys this one and get your thoughts on it. So for everyone at home, you can't really see this. For everyone listening on the just gotta look. We'll maybe oh. include the. It's not. Can't really see it. No, they they quite literally cannot see it. <laughs> this and one. Neither is, can I. What, are the, what will the record lines record be next season? Six and. <laughs> I don't know though, man. They might be eleven and six. Eleven. <laughs> six to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we'll talk shit. about that in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we will. We will indeed. All right, moving on. Uh, MLB season is pretty much the only sport that is going on right now. So with that being said, our St. Louis Cardinals are necessarily not doing too great. Uh, and along with a few other clubs that were supposed to be okay and also aren't. So question I have for you guys, MLB managers, owners, front offices, are they not being held accountable enough? Because you could see in instances like the Cardinals, whereas – they started pretty damn awful in a division that was very winnable and no one has even been thought about being fired. Well, I think it's just, I mean, my personal opinion, it's case by case. I think with the Cardinals case, definitely not like any, not any other team, but there are a lot of other teams out there, especially of the Cardinals tier of success. When you just look historically, especially the last 25 ish plus years, um, that if you're a team of that pedigree and you start this bad, there's nobody left in that dugout from a management standpoint. And probably your GM is on thin ice. Whereas with the Cardinals, though, they said, fuck it. We're just going to ride with what we have. We're going to throw out guys like Alec Burleson, um, Paul DeYoung, who can't even see a fucking beach ball coming down the middle of the middle of the plate. But obviously, I just think it's case by case because I think there's other teams that if they were in the same position, their their manager would have already been gone. If you put like a team like, I don't know, the Dodgers in the position that they're in right now, I think uh, fucking, oh my God, who do they have right now? Dave Roberts um, would already be gone. So, which is crazy to say, but I mean, if you if you were fucking at one point, we were 27 and 43, like, no, like that's you're 16 games under 500 for a division that you should have won by 15 games this year so i mean <laughs> it's go look at your phone ethan jared's sudden as shit <laughs> oh my god bro all right you can't you guys so, can't so, see it i'm not even gonna bother explaining it I'm yeah not. but anyway anyway uh so here's my thing is MLB's MLB coaches and managers or whatever the fuck you want to call them and front offices. They're like the, one, the only team in all the only sport, in all the four major sports that do not get held accountable enough. So I did the math and Ethan, you just said the Cardinals are 27 and 43, right? Well, they were, like yeah, but they're so 31 they and 44 one, now, but yeah. So at the time when they're 27 and, and whatever, 43, yep. They had, they had won 38% of their games, and we're roughly almost halfway through the year. So if you put it into, put into perspective, if uh, an NFL head coach, if there's an NFL team, and they'd won 30% of their games, 
eight, you know, eight, nine games into the year, if they were three and six on a team that was supposed to be good, that guy's probably getting shit canned. Like he's probably getting fired. Same thing goes for like an NHL coach. I mean, fuck that year. The blues won the Stanley cup. Like we were awful. And who was it? Bru- not Ruby. Um, Ruby's our coach now. Um, can't remember who it was, but he got he got fired in, in oh, November. Fucking, is it Yao or yeah, 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 Mike Yao, Mike, Mike Yao. He got fired in November, a month and a half into the season. So yeah. I mean, like, and that's a relatively long season, but they they pulled the plug early, they turned it around. So I don't know, man. I just feel like here's my heroes. My here's always been, and the one thing I'll say about this is baseball's always been like a sort of good old boy, like you know, very political. Um, you got to that point, you earn your stripes. You should be able to kind of prove that you still got it. You can, you could kind of come back. Um, I mean, just pull the plug. I mean, the Cardinals got to tear it down. Goldschmidt, Arenado, well, all see, those guys got to go. Those are bad contracts, you know? So, but see, this is why I think it's so case by case. And what's, what is also kind of weird for me about this season. And I don't know if somebody's got dirt on somebody, like if Ollie's got dirt on somebody or if Moe's got dirt on somebody, but, Mike Schilt got fired after winning 90 games. Mike yeah. Matheny got fired after winning 90 games. Both of them made the playoffs. I get it. From a Cardinal standpoint, like our our we expect to be in the playoffs and our goal is the World Series every year. And not a lot of franchises have that that high standard, but the thing is is they got fired after winning 90 plus games, both of them, and now Ali might win 60 games this year and they're like, "Ah, fuck it, we got to ride with it because here he is." Um with yeah. more talent, arguably, than Schilt had, more talent than Mike Matheny had at the end of his tenure. Obviously, when Mike Matheny took over, they just won a World Series. Um, but it's that's why I think it's so case-by-case. Case. And what doesn't make sense for me for the Cardinals is that within your own organization, you've chosen to take this stand of we're riding it out regardless of what happens because this is absolutely not the team you should have done that with. No. I think with a lot of these teams, you just need – like some accountability in the fact that, okay, you're the manager. Your job is to put together winning lineups. I don't care how you do it. If you have a competent team, you can put together winning lineups. Yet all these managers send out same guys every day. Definition of insanity. What is it doing the same thing? Fucking every time with the same result. And I I get that it's the same for every major sport that money is the goal, right? Like it's a business and we, and I get that and I understand that, but for some reason with baseball and it's probably because there's no salary cap, it feels like that that has such a higher influence than some of the other sports is like, you know, Oh, we're making all this money. We don't want to spend money on certain players. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that because it's going to cost us too much. So we're just going to ride out with what we have. Like we see what's happening to the athletics. And I get that the athletics have been like, in a bad position. They've got a horrible stadium. The team hasn't been great, but that's a lot of that is on the management as well, because people forget we, we feel like the athletics have just been shit for so long. They were in the playoffs and won 90 games five years ago. Like this team was good, not super long ago. And then they traded everyone. And now yeah. we see where they're at and now they're moving cities. And it's like, they, they pull the stat is all about money. It's all about money. Yeah, you can talk about the Rams, right? It's all about money. And so, if the, and I get it again, get it's a business, it's got to be about money. But if it could somehow be a little bit less about the money, I think we'd see more accountability. 
how much do we know how much Marmol is making? I don't, but I know it's got to be double digit millions. I can't, I can't find it uh, anywhere. I looked, looked, and looked, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So, uh, but what I'm saying is like, too, it's not like you're firing a guy that makes sixty thousand dollars a year, right? You can, you can the guy. You're not, they're not going to be fucking living on the streets begging for money. Yeah, there's there's contract buyouts and everything. So, I mean. Yeah, no, they're definitely – I think of the four major sports, they're held accountable the least. If I had to go like most cutthroat to least cutthroat in terms of like, hey, you're not doing your job, you got to get shit NBA is literally – there's zero tolerance in the NBA. I mean, Nick Nurse got fired in Toronto, what, two years after he won, after he won the NBA championship? And then uh, I'd probably have to go NFL, NHL, and then MLB. Yeah. Well – I feel like NBA is one of the, I mean, of the four major sports. Like, it actually does involve coaching. You only have five guys on the floor at a time. Like, you got to draw up shit and, you know, do certain things. Uh, NFL also along the lines of that. But MLB and NHL is a little tougher. Yeah. I mean, NHL is tougher, but I, I still think like you, like you said, at some point you gotta be held accountable. Like if I were to show up to my to my job and be only do a good job thirty eight percent of the time, I'd be gone. You know what I'm saying? No, like, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, we'll see this. But, like, hey, and hey, this- hey, 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 boss, hey, boss. I think I'm only work two days this week. That's cool. <laughs> Does that work? Yep. Next well, week I'm I might work three. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a really good point to kind of compare it to, right? Is like, so I, I oversee 35 student staff in my, in my facility and they run the operations of the building. So they open the building, they run the front desk, they make transactions. It would be like, if I was like, I, I had just hired like 10 new guys. So the players, right. And I was just like, eh, like, I'm not, I don't really feel like telling them how to do their job. Like, I I don't really feel like giving them some direction, you know, I'm just going to go out there and let them fuck up. And then when shit hits the fan, I'll talk to my boss and be like, hey, we'll figure it out later. Like, yeah. I'll teach him how to make it's sales work, tomorrow. It's, so It's a work in progress. It's a marathon. We'll throw some Band-Aids on this thing. thing. Yeah. Somebody yeah. drowns in the pool. Oh, man, I, we probably should have taught him how to fucking make rescues. I guess we can you know, talk about that next week. It's a you sore know, subject. You know, coach, you know what, Coach? We, we will fire the Ocean Gate swim instructors next week <laughs> and get rid of <laughs> Oh man, but it, it's what it is, though, right? Like, <coughs> how many times we got to listen to Ollie say, "Yeah, we're you know, we're we're getting it together," but you know, we we got to put a better product on the field. And how many times we got to hear Mo say, "We have six starters, and th- this guy's coming back from injury next week, so we're gonna put it." It's like making a trade. <laughs> Mo, that is one I thing punch, I wanted to punch Mo in the face for about six years. So I feel like GMs are never held accountable for anything. No, because they can they can pass they can pass the blame, and then really you know who's the, who's never held accountable is the fucking owners, never. Well, to be fair, they can't fire themselves. No, but they can just. But yeah, at least I GMs can be fired. So owners, I mean, if they don't want to, like winning, it's completely up to them to a degree. Like if you're okay yeah. with losing, then you're not. I mean, you're not going to spend money, but owners. I mean, should definitely so here, be like on the forefront of firing GMs a lot more often, I do think. So here's my point. Like the Cardinals won the NL Central last year. 
They've got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Like obviously things are bad this year. But how bad like would they have to get? Like what I'm saying is like how long do you expect them to bounce back? Like obviously you have down years. Like do you give them the whole year and make them try to bounce back next year? Or if, is there some point where you're like, dude, you gotta fucking go? Like it's the same thing, let's say like for I think by the end of July, if they're not within five games of the division, you just gotta start. That was going that was my rule of thumb. I told my father in law when we were on vacation, I was like, if the Cardinals are more than seven games back come June first, I'm gonna go pay attention. We were, I think we were like eight and a half on June first. I turn off my notifications, I don't give a fuck anymore because I don't need to waste that energy on a team that's gonna suck that bad. I'll, and I'll tell you too. Um, Bandwagon. That's probably part of the reason why nobody has really been moved a whole lot yet, is because as bad as the Cardinals is, the division's so damn bad that they're not right. so far out of it that they can't come back. Which it sucks because that, that somebody still should have been held accountable. But the front office is probably looking at it and they're like, "Well, we're not out of it yet. So if we just turn it around a little bit, you know, then then we'll get back on track and everything will be fine." Hey, um, have gonna, you guys have you guys seen Moneyball? That team came back and, and got <laughs> got in the first place. Um, if you here's my thing. So we play the Cubs in London, and then we play the fucking Astros and the Yankees. After those three series, if the Cardinals have not somehow cut the lead down to six, seven games, um, you got to do something because those are. Two really tough opponents, and the Cubs are not a super tough opponent, but can be, and you're also in London. Um, anything's possible. You're going to either be about 10 games under 500 at the end of that, or you're going to be almost 20 games under 500. Now, I don't know if there's going to be much of an in-between. You sound like you're you from, sound London. Like from London. <laughs> God damn it. That's incredible. I was waiting to see that until you got done. <laughs> Uh, name that movie, Ethan. You asking the wrong person to name movies, and you know that. Um, is it a cartoon? Is it <laughs> Jesus Christ? Um, hold on, it's hold Russell on. Brand who says it. That doesn't help me. No, someone says it. I know Russell Brand, too, but I don't. Someone says don't it know. to Russell Brand. Someone says, yeah, someone says it to Russell Brand. Is it? Is it like a raunchy movie or kind of? Fuck, Jason Siegel. Mila Kunis. P. Diddy. No, that's... No, you're right, you're right, yeah. It's Get Him to the Greek. Get Him mm. to the Greek, yeah. Yep, never seen it. No, I'm pretty sure... I'm No, Travis, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because I'm pretty sure Paul Rudd says it to him. I have and seen Paul, that. Paul, Paul, it, Paul is, is it is forgetting yeah. I forget those movies because they are, like, intertwined at the very, they're very... Kind of, they're kind of the same universe. They have, yeah, it is. It's weird. All right, either way, hilarious. Here's what I Shut up, Siri. Um, <laughs> Here's right. what I found on London. <laughs> Seth, how that? You sound like you're from London. All right, one more thing before we jump into some fun stuff to round out the episode. The XFL. We didn't talk a lot about this year, which could lead into uh, some discussion. That's why game time sucked. So let's talk about the part. future of the XFL. It came out reportedly recently that the XFL lost $20 million this season. What do we think about the future of the league? Is it going to be a success, failure, thoughts, Here's ideas? my thing. 
Here's my thing. If the USFL came back for a second season, then the XFL sure shit is because I guarantee you, I want to see the USFL's financial financials from their year one last year. Guarantee it wasn't great. Um, I think we've had, we had the, the XFL originally in 2000, the XFL in, in, in 2020, granted the pandemic killed that. Cause I think that one, I think that, that one had potential. That one had legs. That one had legs. Uh, you've had the USFL twice. Now you've had the AAF you've had, there was the one league. I forget the name of it, that Donald Trump was an owner in. Donald Trump tried to move to the fall to compete with the NFL and the NFL sued him. I can't remember what that one was. That one had legs too. They had guys like Doug Flutie playing for him and shit like that. But Spring football has been tried probably six or seven times now. And I don't think that it's a sustainable long-term product. I believe it's like a flash in the pan, um, something that's cool for a couple of years and kind of fades. Now, with that being said, like I, I didn't get a chance to go to a Battlehawks game this year because we had so much shit going on this spring that we just it didn't line up. I would have loved to have went. It looked like a blast being there. Um I think they got to really lean into their markets that are going to prop them up. St. Louis, San Antonio, Seattle was huge for some weird reason. I don't know why. Um, they got to they got to pull that that Vegas team out. They got to pull that. There was another team that had terrible attendance. Was it Orlando? They got to pull them out and move, relocate this to like I don't know, fucking Birmingham or Billings, Montana, places that don't that don't have a professional team. Like that's where you got to go. Especially well, if you're doing just, the hub city. Yeah, not yeah. even just that, but just not even big markets, right? Like if you have even Orlando, and I get Orlando doesn't have a professional football team, but you know how close it is to fucking Tampa and fucking Jacksonville and even Miami's not that far away. Like there's already a football culture in that state. San Antonio, I get it. You're three hours from Houston. Um, but I feel like San Antonio and Texas in particular, they breathe football. So you're going to find good markets there. You're not going to find good football markets in L.A., fucking D.C., which is where they had it. Well, D.C. was good, was good yeah. but and maybe that's just because the commanders are shit and their owner was horrible. But I mean, we'll see. So the weeks that the games were in St. Louis, the weekly total attendance was almost thirty thousand more every week. They had a game in St. Louis. Um, the scheduling was awful. You can't wait three weeks. To have a game at St. Louis, terrible. Don't know what they were thinking there. Um, like Jared said, marketing was bad. I think the time of the year is bad. You can't start up what the week or two weeks after the Super Bowl. Doesn't I'm not really excited at that rate. I told mm-hmm. I was telling Jared this past week. I think it needs to be like middle of the summer type thing, like football leading into the NFL. So I hear you on that, but here's my thing: like the whole ploy to get people to come to the XFL is like to get a second shot at the NFL. So the season has to be wrapped up by the time mini camp starts, which is June 1st. So I, I hear you, but like in order to get good talent, they're not going to get good talent in the middle of the summer because people are going to try to be competing to be on a mini camp roster. I would be blown away, blown away if more than th- three to 5% of the XFL ended up on anything more than a practice squad. Yeah, but I hear you, but it's the dream, right? 
It's the dream. It, that's that's what they're selling. Like, that's what they're selling. The thing players. that sucks is all these guys that go and make the make the team are going to end up getting on the practice squad, and they're going to be released by week seven or eight. So practice squad, just put, just put a reference. That's practice squad for a lot of people is still life changing money. That's still six figures. So that's still life changing money for some people. Yes, it is, is it? Yes. Average practice. While you look that up, um, I hear I hear your point, Travis. Because I mean, you yeah. think about it right now, right? Like, if you're not a big baseball fan, what are you watching for the next two months? And you're not. And so, if you had some football on, they'd probably draw more of a crowd. But then, yes, you get into the the competition standpoint and the conflicts with some of these players' interests. So, there's an argument for both sides. Um, I think you'd have a worse product on the field if you played in the summer. Um, but you might get more people to watch. It's kind of give so practice squad average eleven thousand five hundred a week. Okay, practice- but you got that's a lot of people fucking get kicked off, booted off the practice squad in six weeks. Cool, you just made fucking seventy k more than I make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, that's not. I wouldn't say that's life changing money. I hear you, but it's but it's it, definitely. But if you yeah. spend if, if you spend on for the full eighteen weeks, which a lot of guys do, that's two hundred grand in a year. So uh, I get what you're saying, but so here's the here's their problem. There's in order to get good talent, they have to sell the dream of hey, you could become an NFL player one day. You could in order to sell next it, year, and, and in order to sell that dream, they have to have a season that ends before NFL minicamp starts. Um, did you guys know they just had a draft for the XFL too? Yeah. It wasn't televised. I'm not surprised it wasn't televised. They just kind of announced the picks. Like, I think one of the big picks for the Battlehawks was a guy out of Incarnate Word. So that tells you the mm-hmm. level of talent they're getting. Mm-hmm. But wow. still, like all these guys that didn't get signed or picked after the draft, like they could still like I think their big thing they gotta lean into, and like Dwayne and the Rock's done done a good job about it. It's being player fifty-four. You know, like there's 50, 53 guys in NFL roster. You're that you're that fifty fourth guy working in their shots with the football, the XFL. And do I believe it's got more visibility, more reach than the USFL? Absolutely. I watched like two two USL games for like thirty minutes this year, and it was horrible. Um, so I we'll see what happens of it. If after year two they made another loss, I'd be a little bit worried. But I think they're going to ramp their marketing a little bit. Um, and see what they can do there. So that's that's personal, I think. And uh, they got to pull team the pull the teams out of Vegas and these these shitty markets like LA. Did they have a team in LA this year? Did they? I don't think they did. Did they? I don't think they did. No, yeah, I know they did in twenty twenty, didn't they? Yeah, the the two shitty markets, yeah. the two crappy markets this year was Vegas and Orlando. Um, they got. You they look after the first like three weeks, there were only really like two to th- two good markets, maybe three. <laughs> Well, it was, it was St. Louis, St. Louis, DC, and San Antonio slash Seattle. San Antonio really wasn't that good after the first couple games because it was Seattle. Then, yeah. So Ben DiNucci, <laughs> who's going to be the backup for fucking Russell Wilson now. So there you go. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So he, um, he'll get a lot of playing time. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Wilson plays like he did last year. Yeah. He will. Um, either way, I mean. Yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit because I saw that 
I think I saw that headline before or after. So, we, I, so one question I have with this, I was like, are players who didn't go to the NFL, are they going to come back to that same exit? Like, are, is AJ McCarron still going to be our quarterback next year? Like, how, how does that work? Right. No idea. I was wondering if it's like a like a college situation, right? Where if you declare for the draft, but then you you pull out or don't get drafted or whatever. I mean, I know the college rules are a little different, but like, do you just go back to your team? Like, I know Hakeem Butler got signed by the Steelers. Steelers. The, other, our, the returner we had was that was electric. He he went to the Panthers. Uh, a couple of our defensive linemen got signed, so I'm just curious about how that works. But it'll be interesting to see. I think I think it has legs. I think they did, they did a few things wrong. If they clean it up, I think it could work. But spring football has been tried numerous times and it hasn't worked for the longevity is what I'm getting at there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I agree. All right. Well, with that being said, let's round out the show with uh, something fun. We are doing something we've never done before. It is the beer logos draft. So but we're sticking like- to mainstream beers. You can pretend you didn't say that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. You said Bud Light. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bud Light's logo sucks, though, so that should not be on this list ever. <laughs> Wouldn't even make my top 20. Um, but we're sticking – me and Ethan were talking, this, talking about this earlier. We're going to try to stick to, like, somewhat mainstream. So no, like, craft breweries that no one fucking knows. If you say right? so. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Not me. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm kicking it off. I think this one, I, I'm like, I got like a one one and then a one two. I'm gonna go with my one one. I'm going Corona Extra. That's Iconic. With, okay. Iconic with the, with the little crown. With the crown on top. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Who's next? Go ahead, Jared. I'll All let right. You be second. I'm gonna take this is probably controversial. I'm take I'm take Coors Light. The whole thing That's with my the, one two. The mountains are blue, you know. Yeah. Time, time, the Coors, the Coors cursive with the mountain on top. Yes, yep. Coors yeah. Light with the mountain on top. Yeah, mountains mm-hmm. are blue. Yep. You beat me to it because that was on my list as well. Shouldn't have let you go. Um, but a beauty, a beauty nonetheless. Um, mine third overall. I think it's a really pretty logo. Um, it's it's simple, but I just like the way that it looks. It's Guinness with the harp um, um, and the colors with like the black and gold. Um, just a, just a really nice logo overall. Um, and then I will kind of stick with the mountain themes. Um, maybe not as pretty as Coors, um, but I do like Bush Lights um, mountain logo yep. as well. It's an iconic so not logo. A, not a big Bush Light fan, but I like Love the logo Light. of the beer. So. All right, no bushlights. Bush bushlights great. I almost bought a thirty rack of bushlights. I gotta earlier. find bushlight peach. We'll try it. I need to it's, try it next week. Oh, I love peach gross. stuff. I don't. So um, well, maybe that might be why you don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> mine. I fucking hate day. lemons, dude. Lemonade sucks. Thought it was gonna be great. <laughs> um, my my next pick is gonna be. The old school, well, it's currently what they're currently selling, but the old school Natty Natty Light cans, the white cans with like mm-hmm. the gold frame around it. That's yep. what I'm doing. Yep, had that one. All right, my uh, 
my next one is going to be Blue Moon. I think it's just a classic, straightforward. Love that. Love the logo. Awesome. So Blue Moon, and then I'm rolling into the next one. It is going to be PBR. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I was on my list as well. <laughs> fuck you, dude. And he's pissed. He is pissed. I am pissed. That was literally my next pick. That was a good one, though. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna take the King of Beers, Budweiser. The bow tie yeah. logo is classic. Oh yeah, Budweiser is great. Yeah. Has to be on there. I think he did. <laughs> did he freeze? He did. 100. percent oh. He said, "Yeah." <laughs> but we'll Budweiser's wait for him to reconnect. Never. Oh, we're not we we so should remember when the Budweiser came out with the bow tie cans? Remember that? When was that? Dude, that was but whenever they were, we yeah, that yeah, go ahead. That was when we were moving into Grantwood Village. Yeah. It that but they were, but it was like it was like very, very Thanks. like I thought they were gonna be like dramatically bow tied. It was like they were barely bent in. Weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then Barely mentioned. And then I remember one time, shout out Brad Sterling. I put a picture from Instagram. I was like, finally found the bow tie cans. This was back when Instagram was stupid. But <laughs> he goes, he goes, weak sauce, less beer. Because they were like 11 point. <laughs> weak sauce, numbers. less beer. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. I mean, it's great for them because it's like a. But I mean, it was kind of a fail because. The bow tie can itself is like super, like underwhelming. It like wasn't good, uh, but they're they're giving away less beer and they're getting more marketing by doing like the bow tie 100%. cans. And then so somebody like else, I, think, I think Garrett Garrett Coffin commented. I don't know why I remember this, but Garrett Coffin commented and said, "Impossible to crush them because like you couldn't like crush them because <laughs> of their shape. They're fucking." They have the structure already ready. <laughs> Impossible. And how do you make that? Do you like get like two? I don't, the solder, like I don't know how that fucking worked. That was weird. Or do you just like have the can and have like a mold where you like crimp it? That's probably what it yeah. was while they were still warm. But probably. Either way, Ethan said he is rejoining us. So I believe it when I see it. He but said he's his got, Wi-Fi. Crapped he's out. got his work cut out for him because we've got. You went Corona. I went um, Coors. You had Coors. Guinness. Coors Light. Ethan went Guinness and Bush Light. Bush Light. I went. Did he mean Bush? I think he meant Bush. No, he meant Bush. He meant Bush Light. The mountains on, on Bush Light beer. He meant but the Bush mountains Light. are up behind Bush are much more nostalgic looking. He might have. We have to clarify that. But anyway, he had that one. And then I did. I went. What did I do after that? You went Natty. The new Natty. natty old, old school Natty. The new old Natty cans. And then you did. Blue Moon and PBR. And then I did Budweiser. Uh, and now we're back to Ethan. Um, doo, doo. There he is. You, can yes. you hear me well? 
Um, I'm on my phone's hotspot right now because our Wi-Fi just went down again. So, did you mean Bush Light or Bush? Whichever one has the mountains. I thought it was Bush Light. I think you meant Bush. You meant Bush. Okay, amazing. Bush. That's fine. I thought it, I thought Bush Light had the mountains. We're gonna go with Bush then. Um, right, I see? did hear your Budweiser pick before everything decided to just run away. Um, my quick comment on that was that I was just surprised that it made it that far. Um, because it is a pretty iconic logo, even though it is pretty simple. Um, it is up to me. I do have back-to-back picks now. Um, got to get my life back together since everything just decided to fucking blow up. Um, but I think for my next pick, this one's this is where it gets tough. Um, y'all might throw a red flag on this, but it is it is a pretty major beer. Um, I'm gonna go with Fat Tire. With the bicycle um, and the little mountain logo. That's big enough. In the background. Um, it's a big beer. It's, it's not a beer Belgium. that I drink, but it's New Belgium. So, um, fat tire. That's what I'm going to go with that. And then I have back to back. Nobody said this one yet. Another very simple logo, but I like the colors of it. Um, is Heineken with the little star oh. and the green writing. Yep. Yeah. I like I was, Heineken as that well. was going to be one of my next ones. Uh, damn you. All right, I'm going to have to go with if you've ever been. I'm going to go and take this because I, I think I think the one I want to take will be there when it comes back to me. The last one, I'm going to go with Stella, Stella Artois. Yeah, yeah. First of all, just their bottle alone, the fact they have mm-hmm. like the the paper that goes on top of the cap that you have to, when you, when you crack it with a bottle opener, the paper rolls off, you have to rip the paper off. That's cool too. But that's just like a classic beer. And let alone when you, when you order Stella at a restaurant and you get the fancy Stella glass that comes with it, that's, that's, that's just caps it off even more. So. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you took mine. Cause I was going to, I was going to grab that from you. The one that you thought was going to be there when it comes back around. We'll see. Uh, I am going to go with my next. So I'm going to go Rolling Rock. Good one. I think it's mm-hmm. got a good iconic logo that's I see all over the place on a bunch of different shit. And my next one, it's not a big beer, but it's one where every time I see it, I really like the logo. And our dad used to have a sign of it in our old house. It's Sierra Nevada. Hmm. I don't know you if know I know that one. Yeah, I really uh, honestly don't. Oh, it's like with the the fucking art. The logo that I that I've seen is like the lake, or not the lake, the river and the trees and yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a good one. So, I am chose. I have to choose between two now because I'm drinking one of them. But I think is iconic. I'm gonna go with this one because it's more iconic. The other one I was gonna pick. It's good old Sam Adams, man. You can't you can't go wrong with the Sam Adams logo. Very I was about very to crack me open a Sam Adams. I'm drinking nice. the Sam Adams summer summer ale tonight, so very very light and crisp. But it's 5.3 percent alcohol, which is amazing to me. So that's what I'm gonna go with Sam Adams to round out round out mine. Very nice, very nice. Hooray beer! Nice. <laughs> you should go red stripe. Finish it out. Okay, very nice. That was that was my other pick. All right, I'll wrap it up, round it off. Very crisp-looking logo on a crisp-looking beer. 
um, very, very light beer, Michelob Ultra. With the, yeah, the semi-cursive was... writing, um, the Anheuser-Busch logo up top, the little red ribbon below. That and is it just fits its bottle so well. Or it's it's can, that, I should say. It, it, it is it is a very clean logo. I'm surprised it made it. I'm surprised that one made it that far. Yeah, I agree. Um one honorable mention. My next one was going to be Shock Top. With the Shock orange good. with sunglasses with the mohawk down the top. <laughs> mine was mine was red stripe. I feel like if you've been anywhere in the Caribbean, you've seen a red stripe bottle. It's classic, iconic. Uh I do have one that's not super common that I think is a dope looking bottle and it's only in St. Lucia, but it's called Patone beer. Cool. So all of us have seen it. Well, it's got, it's good, like in, in St. Lucia, there's two big tall mountains that are called the Patone mountains that are like iconic. And that's their logo. Also, I've been to like a few different islands in the Caribbean. That's by far and away the best Caribbean Island beer I've had. Fucking the ones in, Bahamas suck. I don't like them. This one was the best, so that's why I like it a lot too. So nice. basically, yeah. like, look at this. Look at my wife yelling at me back here. <laughs> she at? There she is. Hello. Yeah. Trying to open this beer bottle. Do you need a bottle opener? I do. Probably Thank you. so. Um. So Jared's basically <laughs> naming off beers where he's like, I mean, if you're poor, then fuck you. You'll never get to see these beers. <laughs> I will say, oh, yeah, and Travis did say it at the very beginning of the uh, the segment, but um, obviously that was only very major brands of beer, a lot of light beers. Um, there's a lot of really cool logos out there on different craft beers. So there's, you know, we're not discounting those. We just, not everybody knows them, so we didn't include them. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to name all the fucking St. Louis Brewery logos I've seen. No one knows them. But uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I've awesome. got on tap for tonight. Anyone else got anything? On tap. That's 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 a great way to end it. Did a beer draft. That's all we got on tap. We're tapped out. Tapped out. Next week, what we got coming at you? Yep. Next we hope week, you guys we uh, can submerge yourself into our <laughs> episode this week. God damn it! And we will play you out. We Every hope. night I see you. I hear you. We I hope the pressure you. of this episode didn't make your head explode. God damn it. Uh, All right. Sometimes you got to learn to laugh at trauma, boys and girls. Yep. yep. Now we just got to drift away. <laughs> Peace. Give it a beat, boy.